Hey guys, welcome back to the Bible Podcast with Hunter Davis. Today we'll be in Matthew chapter 10. Jesus sends out the twelve. Verse 1, Jesus called the twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus called these twelve men to be his apostles. Their number represents the twelve tribes of Israel and suggests that Jesus was building a community of followers in conscious opposition to the current leadership of Israel. Now, an apostle was a person sent to accomplish a mission. An apostle represents the one sending and has authority to represent the sender in business, political, or educational situations. These are the twelve men Jesus chose to represent him, and were not likely the kind of people we would have chosen for an important mission. Yet Jesus granted them authority to do miracles and relied on them to be his first laborers in the field. We pick up in verse 5. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. So Jesus is sending these twelve disciples on a special mission. According to Mark's gospel, he sent them out in pairs. This mission including preaching to the gospel, preaching the gospel, healing the sick, and exercising demons. He told the twelve to concentrate on the lost sheep of Israel, and Jesus provided specific instructions for carrying out the mission. So Israel will be the first to receive the gospel message. We pick up in verse 16. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore be shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly I tell you, you will not finish going to the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household. 
So not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but not, cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet none of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And, any, and even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. So in verse 16, Jesus is saying that he is sending out his apostles as sheep among wolves. That they will be faced with possible persecution from civil and religious authorities for representing Jesus. However, their proper response was to fear God and not people. Verse 22 is one of Jesus' harder-to-understand verses. It says, You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Jesus could have meant that a person dying for Christ or denying him would be vindicated by God if he chose to be loyal unto death. And another difficult verse, verse 23 when you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Jesus was either referring to the transfiguration, that we will soon see, or he may have been speaking of times he would appear after his resurrection. In verses 29 through 33, we see that even God has counted the hairs on our heads. And these disciples were of great value to God. Those who would acknowledge Jesus before others will receive acknowledgement by Jesus to God, the Father. To acknowledge Jesus means to declare one's allegiance to Him. It carries a sense of confess or trust in. These disciples, then and today, would be faced with possible persecution from civil and religious authorities for representing Jesus. He taught them their proper response was to fear God and not people. Verse 34. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. That's in Micah 7.6. We continue. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Jesus is saying that anyone who loves a family member more than him is not worthy of him. Jesus must take place in our lives. He must take first place in our lives. And we must take up our cross and follow him. To carry one's cross means a willingness to die for Jesus. See, Jesus is on the way to the cross at this moment, and his followers had to be ready to share his death if necessary. Also, might I add that if you put God first even above your own family, in doing so, God will give you the love to love your family unconditionally. Pick up in verse 40. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person 
will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. See, the people's response to the apostles will correspond to their reception of Jesus. Those who received the apostles will be receiving Jesus and the Father. Those who received any messenger of Jesus will be rewarded. And so Jesus' instruction to the twelve apostles about their mission was now complete. He closed his discourse on an optimistic note in hopes of a positive response. So what do we learn from chapter 10 today? Well, see, we are all called to be disciples of Christ, if indeed Christ is first in our life. And just as he gave the authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness to his disciples, he's given us the same authority. And that, if possible, we should go first to the lost sheep of Israel before we go to the Gentiles, which is anyone who's not a Jew. You know, living here in America, there's not many Jews, that, at least that I know about. There are, I mean, they're not publicly speaking about it. But if there were some around, you would want to go to them first over going to the, to, to the Gentiles. As disciples of Christ, we are literally sheep among wolves. And so Christ wants us to be shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. He wants us to be on our guard and, and to recognize that we could be handed over, over to the authorities on his account and brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them. But when we are arrested, we should not worry. When we are persecuted, we should not worry. When we are asked to give an account of what we believe, we should not worry. Because at that time, we will be given what to say. For it will not be us speaking, but the Spirit of our Father, the Holy Spirit, speaking through us. The student, which is us, should strive to be like the teacher, who is Jesus. If they hated the teacher, they will surely hate the students. We should not fear man, but we should fear God. When verse 28 says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And that when we have to give an account for what we believe, we should acknowledge Christ. Because Jesus said in verse 32 to 33, Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge for my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. I don't know about you guys, but I surely do not want Jesus to disown me toward the Father. So we have to make sure that when we are asked to give an account for what we believe, we say that Christ is the one who saved us, our Redeemer, our God. We should also put God above our own family and our friends, because anyone who doesn't do that is not worthy of Him. But like I said, as long as we put God first, God will give us that love that we can only get from Him to truly love our family. Well, guys, today was a good chapter, kind of short, but very good. Tomorrow will be in chapter 11, Jesus and John the Baptist. See you then, guys.